Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 179. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. The man, the myth, the legend is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy to have you back, yeah, man. It's good to, hey, you know what? You did a great job last week, and I mean this. I appreciate what it. What I was, you know, let me finish. I was being very specific. Okay? You did a good job being the, whatever it's like, I don't want to say host, VJ, DJ, whatever. You did a good job in the intro. I didn't expect it. That seems insulting, but it isn't. Oh, like, thank you. You did a good job. It, very, it was very natural. Because I think that's a, almost the first time, except for the very beginning, you've had to do that. It's true, man. It's been a while. Because it's been a while since I was. <laughs> um, man, that's, that's my mind today. It's just everywhere. But I appreciate it, man. And, and you're right. Because I remember back in the day, like in like our really early recordings, you used to hit me off guard. Because you'd be like, hey, welcome to Real Talk. AJ, why don't you tell him Real Talk is? And I was like, ah. You did it, man. Yeah, so, it was natural. Thank um, you. We'll talk more about that episode in a moment after I tell them uh, what this is about. Yes. Hey, long-term viewers, long-term listeners, friends, accomplices, compatriots, welcome to Real Talk. <laughs> what is Real Talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this video and or podcast, you will see a link. www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. The real in that. Clearly is R-E-A-L. So www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Click the link. Go all the way to the bottom. You'll see submit a question. Push that button. It'll give you a form fillable box. Tippity-tap your answer or comment, link, anything you want. And it will go into our database completely anonymously. Couldn't find if you tried. Now listen. Boom. Why would we do that? Well, maybe you have a question about God or the Bible or Christianity or faith or you're in a situation you don't know how to handle and you just want some... You know, you want to be able to ask that question in a way that is safe and you won't feel silly or maybe you just want some outside opinions, right? Yeah. Because some some topics are a little taboo, right? Or you just don't have an opportunity to ask about them. Yeah. So listen, that's that's what this show's all about. And we want to give you um, sort of the viewpoint of a few young guys that are just living the life, doing their best to follow Jesus Christ. Doing our best, man. So that's it. That's the gist of it. Just um, we'll also talk about things, our life. Um, what is that called? Big big headlines of the day. I also oh, real have news, real views. I have a new conspiracy for you guys. That's exciting. Yeah. And, and I, I think you've heard this one, but I but I heard a little more about it. I, I so anyway, that's what real talk is. Hey, do us a favor if you're listening, and you're already at least slightly intrigued, whether you're a longtime viewer, listener, or new. If you're listening on a podcast format, maybe it's Spotify. Oh, I don't think you do it on Spotify. But maybe Apple Podcasts or whatever. Can you mm-hmm. give us a five-star review? That would be so helpful if you would go and take a second and just write us a review. It really would. mean the world to us. Thank you All so right? much. If it's on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, etc. You know what would help us out? If you'd like it, share it, suggest it. What does etc. mean? Um, <laughs> it's Latin. I think the gist of it is... Same old, continuing kind of. Gotcha. Like, like similar to. I've always known. I've always known what it stands for, but I've actually never a, truly ever known what etc. actually means. I just it's know. Used it. at the end of a list, indicate that further similar items are included. Perfect. I had the right idea, just didn't know fully what it was. Anyway, there you go. It is more common than the full phrase in business and technical writing. Nice. We're technical. Yeah, so that's the link. AJ would like to discuss something that's hurt his heart so far. Yes, it's true. So, <laughs> as a lot of you have known, I've kind of plugged it a couple times here on the show. 
I have a fundraiser going on called AJ's Three Months of Madness. <laughs> you could guess it's going on for three months. It's in the name. But I need you guys to start donating. Why? Because it's going towards this ministry. It's going towards our media ministry for new cameras, new microphones, new everything. Why? New because hosts. we want uh, yeah, new hosts. <laughs> <laughs> we want to upper value for you guys. You know, just we want to up. You know how we look, how we sound. Just so we want to give you guys the best quality possible. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. And you know, I got a link for you. It's www.theremnant.life/slash AJ's Three Months of Madness. Um, there's a donate now button on the page. Um, what do you get when you donate? Um, once you guys reach a certain tier value of money donated. I'm going to start doing crazy stuff to my hair and beard. And the first goal we have is $500. And once you reach $500 given, I'll have to do uh, frosted tips in my hair. And that's just the beginning of a very, very dark road of uh, what I'll be doing to myself. Where so, can they go see uh, you know, the stages or more info or whatever? Uh, that will be updated on our social media as well. It'll be on the is page there as on well. There yet? Also, um, like, is there a place to direct them to? Yes. Um, there's a link, and I, we can share the link in this description as well. Okay, cool. There you go. Perfect. Perfecto. Help the guy out, man. He, for some reason, is a glutton for punishment. He wants, it's true. He wants to look strong. Punish me. Make me look weird. There's, uh, there's something. Anyway, I forgot to say <laughs> that's, this. That's one of those sound bites that if somebody just takes. I know. Listen, we can't say that's the worst we've ever said. We can make a punish me no, button. That's... So just punish me. Yeah, man, we could do that. I forgot to mention this, by the way, earlier. Fun turn. It's good to see you again, my friend. Good to see you as well. Apologize for not uh, addressing you at the beginning. All right. Well, hey. The ghost comes out of the mist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was the sound of something coming out of the mist. All right. (laughs) Catch up on our lives. You got anything going on, man? So, I've noticed, I've realized something. In my life... I have, and this is this is kind of an interesting thing, and I still haven't fully wrapped my head around it, but I know that the, it is sinful. Um, <laughs> not what I expected, sorry. I think it's not what I just didn't expect. It's the way I said it. Yeah. You get it. I have neglected a lot of the, quote, facts of life by using the excuse of, quote, being on a journey and improving my, quote, character. Okay. Want to unpack that a little bit? Yes. So, you know, I feel like I a lot of the time I can use the excuse of like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not I'm not very good with money, right? I'm not very good with money because I'm on this journey trying to work on you know being closer to Jesus. Like that's a like yeah. that would be like a does yeah. that make sense? Sure. And I feel like I've done that for a very long time now, and it's very one it's embarrassing, but two, it is super convicting. Because I've realized that even though maybe like char- uh, clearly character in life is important, and you know I think that that's something that maybe I've managed to develop since becoming a Christian is I've is I've I've had these ideas you know instilled in me, and it's changed my life. But it's also I've ignored you know being an adult is kind of how I would put it. <laughs> Which is weird to say, but like, you know, when it comes to like responsibilities of like, hey, like we need to start saving money. We need to start doing all these other things. Like I just haven't done a good job at that, man. And so it's just like, it's one of those things where it kind of hit me like a brick one day, you know, where it was like, dude, 
you know, you, you know, you've neglected that this whole time because you've just been using the excuse of being on a journey. And I was like, dang it, dude. So that's been like the latest realization in my life. And so just trying to make more of a effort to actually be conscious of what I'm doing. You know, how am I doing? Like, how am I spending money? Or like, how am I putting effort towards my work? You know, like all that stuff. You know, which is funny because I feel like it's that's always been like a consistent thing in my life that's been like pointed out. But for some reason, like it just never fully clicked. And I feel like I'm, I think the wheels are turning. So that that's the latest in my life. Um, but it's weird because like, even though I, I say that, like I am encouraged. It's good to see that. And like, you know, I do feel like I am in like a, I'm at like a turning point, kind of turning the corner on this. Um, it's going to be a process and I, like, I know that, but I also feel like just even like noticing it and then taking small steps has been huge. What kind of steps do you take in that situation? Um, trying to put like small amounts of money back gotcha. or even like developing like make it more of a focus. Yes. And yeah. like developing more habits of like, for example, like I'll take giving as an example, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I tend to give every other week, like I do like every two weeks, but I've been giving like a little bit on even my off week just to, like, make myself more conscious of, like, where I'm at financially. Mm. It's helping me see, you know? Interesting, yeah. So, like, and also it's just cool because, like, it's just, like, trusting God. Like, trusting God more with that, you know? Because I, I can become, I'm a weirdo, man, because I hate money, but I am also, like, it's I can. necessary. <laughs> yes, it's necessary, and I can get almost, like, I can be generous with it, but I can also get kind of stingy once it starts to get low. And it's weird. So I'm like, I have money. Here's everything for everybody. And then once it gets low, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. So mm. just you don't a weird share, thing. Show that a lot if it makes you feel better. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, so though that's just a small bit of life for me right now. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. So cool stuff. Would man. you say it's been a while since you held your head up high? I'd say it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Music, man. He loves music. No, that's I good. do. It's good. Yeah, I think, you know, that's good, man. It's my favorite country artist, too. Shout out Aaron Lewis. I forgot he's saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So is he still active in country? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Does it's he look like a rock guy or country guy now? Uh, it's like a combination. Yeah. I think he kind of looks like both. Do you think real country exists anymore in the sense I don't, of like... I don't know. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Isn't like, like a Hank Williams Jr.? Kind of about him. like didn't he make music still he's pretty i don't know if he makes new music oh okay. yeah kind of weird actually he used to be pretty big oh. when i was a little kid my parents just jammed old hank williams jr old bocephus bocephus what his nickname was i don't weird i remember that you no listen you, you got an uncanny jr. not really i've you heard a little like bit it, i've heard a little bit yeah. but not a whole lot yeah country is just one of those genres like i never so, dove into i feel like he was sort of the beginning of where it was becoming sort of a country rock that's pretty of. cool is that considered country then or not oh yeah he's country nice because yeah. that's one of the genres I just don't know much about is country music. Yeah. I know PGB loves country music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he does. That's a production guy, Blake. You guys met him last week. Speaking of, did a good job, too. Hmm. Whenever I see him just turn that schmooze factor on, I'm just like, man, how's he do it? <laughs> it's another level. How's he do it, man? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, man. That's, that's good, dude, for real. Thank you. Um, yeah, money's, it's interesting, man. Over over the break, I kind of had some epiphanies about that, too. I'm pretty good with money, by the grace of God. Maybe on that. Yeah, man. But um, but I don't, you know, I I, I, I want to make a, pro, a priority to, you know, money isn't evil. You know, and I think sometimes we can think that. And, you know, it mm-hmm. says the love of money is evil. And that just means the obsession about it. But Absolutely. But you know, wanting to, to, 
first of all, take care of your business. But, you know, when you have money, you can bless others. Um, oh, so yeah. It's just one of those things. Anyway, hmm. good stuff. How about you, man? How's life for you? I know well, it's, been a, it's been an interesting time. So Yeah, man. So for those that don't know, at our church, I actually missed, I believe, five Sundays at our church, which is a big deal. Big, huge deal. My, I might have been six. I think it was five. I think it was five. I think it was five. Um, but that's a lot, man. That's a lot. And uh, it was cool. Had a lot of other people preach at our church, which was, which was neat. And it was cool to listen to those. And, you know, um, it was good stuff. I'm very thankful. You were one of them. Good job. Thanks, man. Um, you know, Luke and Blake uh, also stepped up. So that was cool. So I took some time off, and I mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago. Now, even though I missed five Sundays, I really only missed two and a half weeks of, quote, work. Right. Yeah. But this is something I don't I rarely do. I pull away from everything like I was I was essentially gone. Right. I mean, other than you guys who I kept in touch with a little bit, I mean, I would see people because we had softball and I didn't want to like bail on our soft church softball team. That felt wrong. I considered it. There's the strangest smile that you're looking at me right now. I can't if anyone was like if you're on the podcast, I'm telling you right now, it looked like I want you to consider like a soulless person. Who's smiling at you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, fun turns doing it, or like, a, or like a, a living doll, you know, that's looking at you, bro. You know what's funny? This is one of the first times I felt conscious of it. I was like, that was Why'd a great you smile. Do that? I think I was trying to do not just. Yeah, man, I'm really glad you didn't do that. Except this is all you did. <laughs> Plastic. Anyway, it's, I'm so sorry. You guys know I'm so. No, that's so anyway, okay, man. Try to make it fast. So I was gone completely, and the first, and I think it was good for me. I have not taken a vacation. So we just had our nine-year anniversary for this church, which is really cool. It's wild, dude. Um, and anyone doesn't know about the church that sponsors this podcast is like we are non-denominational. You know, I always tell people the way we did it made no sense, but in a cool way, you know, God God moved because we didn't have any money to help us. We didn't have any of that. It just grew organically. And beyond beyond some t- times that I had to step away at the very beginning, um, like discipline stuff and, and all that. I uh, I have never taken a vacation. I have never taken a break mm. beyond like maybe a random Sunday, you know, if we had a guest preacher. But I'd still be there most of the time. And uh, so it was really weird for me, man. The first couple of weeks, it was, it was or the first couple of days, it was really odd. Now, why did I do that? Um, this kind of leads to something I want to say on the show. Um, and I don't want to ramble too much, but I want to catch people up on where I've been. I was very, very, very burnt out. Okay, so what does burnt out mean? Well, you know, it's, it's long, prolonged periods of, of stress and stuff and without resting, and it ends up leading you to, to not have anything left. And honestly, man, it was sinful because I never rested. I just didn't rest. And I thought that, like, running around and working all that, I was running from stuff. I was running from my own thoughts. I was running from, I don't know. I just, there's that part of me that just wants to keep grinding. And I don't, I don't, I haven't fully figured that out. But I want to say that to to the audience. You know, I went back and watched a few of our episodes from the last few months. I mean, I was really embarrassed, um, just at my attitude and my clear grumpiness. And I've apologized to you guys off camera, but I was just in a rough place, man. And I don't want to be negative, but I was. And I think that's what happens when you're. T- I'm not making excuses, but it is a fact. I was tired and burnt out and grumpy, and so I recognized that. And that's really what led to it. We had a staff meeting, and I just realized. That like the day before, I was like, dude, I am just mean and grumpy and like mm-hmm. off, you know? And what did that look like? It's just like being impatient and sort of seeing the negative in everything. 
Um, so I took time off to, to try to figure that out. And it's funny how God works. And uh, a lot of lessons, I don't know if I should talk about them all, but I had a lot of lessons I learned. Um, one, I hope I'm coming across now as, as more rejuvenated, more refreshed, less grumpy. So I apologize to the audience, to you guys. Um, thanks for bearing with us, and sorry for my, my grumpiness. Um, and I, got, I was really hurt. And I think that's something that I acknowledged to myself over these few weeks is just how, how hurt I was by a lot of people, by, by people outside of our, our church even, you know, and just the constant attacks. And if you've been a longtime viewer, you know that, man. We get attacked mostly by self-proclaimed Christians um, yeah. because we either talk about something they don't like, say something they don't like, uh, even though it's truth. And uh, I think I'd gotten so used to that over the years that I just sort of like, I'm a leader, I'll just eat it and move on. Well, a lot of that caused a lot of hurt which then unresolved hurt, unresolved anger and all that stuff turns to bitterness, and then, then you're in a bad spot. So that's sort of where I was, man. And uh, so, so acknowledging some of that hurt, sharing some of that hurt with people that have hurt me instead of just being like nothing hurts me kind of deal. Yeah. Um, just made a big difference. So that's that. Uh, gave me a chance to think clearly, see things clearly. I wouldn't, I'm not trying to preach like, oh, I'm perfectly healed and everything's great, but I certainly feel more myself, and if you've only been uh, a viewer the last probably even, man, who knows, six months, maybe even longer, like this, hopefully you'll see who I really am versus who you would probably only see glimpses of, um, so yeah, a lot of stuff in there, and uh, so how have I been? I mean, it's good, man, it's it's a kind of anxiety causing to come back to all the stuff that I have, I'm uh, making a lot of changes, this is really my first real day back, Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to lie. There were times over this little break that I had to do some work. I had to deal with stuff. But this is my first time back fully. Um, So, yeah, I'm a very driven, passionate guy by nature. You guys know that. And that's something else that wasn't showing very much anymore. I sort of just laid down literally and and, and figuratively and just was like, hey, whatever, man. I'll just hold on and just in a bad spot. So uh, God is really good and still some work I got to do spiritually in my heart and and, and figure stuff out now that I've kind of got the cobwebs out of the way. Excited about some changes we're going to make, both at the church that we're a part of um, and the show and in my personal life. And um, So, yeah, really just embarrassed, man, really embarrassed about how I was. And I'm very thankful that the Holy Spirit sort of pointed that out to me, how even if it took that long, he was telling me that a long time. I had told you guys for, forever that I need to take a break, and I just didn't do it. Yeah. Um, or I would start to... And then you come right back. <laughs> yeah, you start and stop, yeah. start and stop. I think stop. that's why I had to completely leave. Yeah. I would have not done that. It probably would have never came. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to take too much time and, and ramble, but yeah, that's where I'm at, man. And, you know, it, as a Christian, you know, God tells us to rest. And I'm just not real good at it. And part of it is because I didn't know what rest looks like for me. And there were days it didn't feel like I was getting rest, if I'm honest. Even on the, I mean, I still had responsibilities. I wasn't just, it was a staycation. I was just, Sitting around, I still had things yeah. I had to do, but I think without the responsibilities of day to day stuff, you know, it takes several days before you can even sort of decompress from all of that. And then all of a sudden, that's when you start realizing your thought life. For me, I was like, man, now that that's gone, like, dude, how I'm thinking and feeling is so, it's kind of messed up right now, you know? And now I'm starting to see more clearly. I was like, gosh darn it. And that's what I mean by watching some of the episodes, particularly if I, I watch some old ones before that happened yeah and then i watched from the last year and it was just like dang man it was so so different just a big change yeah man just i was just way negative and i'm and 
I know that showed itself, and so I'm just really sorry, guys, and mm. um, to all those watching. I was really hurt, and that's not an excuse, but luckily, God is good. You know, his mercies are new every day, mm. and uh, on that journey, man, I'm excited, excited for stuff to come, excited for changes we're going to make, excited to keep making steps for the kingdom. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think it's powerful, dude, that even you just saying, because, like, even just acknowledging those hurts and everything you had changed so much, it seems like. Like, yeah. just even having the time to actually acknowledge them and, like, oh, like, this is a real thing. Because, mm. and you had time to actually, like, think about it and, like, process through it, man. It's crazy how much it's changed you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. If you, like, and I, and I want that. You know, let me know if you guys notice I'm talking to you too, and but you know it could be you guys too because yeah. I, you know, it's you don't see it in yourself so much. No. I can feel it in the sense of like I'm not dreading, you know, like I was excited to come in today versus like oh here we go I got to do this and then yeah man and just get and I did get some rest, so yeah I uh, it's hard for me to acknowledge hurt. I don't want to sound all mopey. There's just a lot of stuff that at least it's just it's been I tend to be like. I'll keep moving, keep grinding, keep walking. You know, I'm not going to let stuff beat me. Mm. And you get in a dangerous place, man. And once bitterness enters the picture, it just pollutes everything. It pollutes your attitude, your heart, you know, even your service because you start to do things because you're supposed to yeah, and not man. because you want to. It just flips your attitude yeah. entirely, dude. Yeah. It's, it's weird. ironic because I've, you know, I've preached on bitterness and it's funny, like years ago, I think even, was it last year that we Weeds. We just, yeah. it's a and great it's sermon. funny, man, thinking about it, if, you know, I was preaching to myself, and I just didn't listen, I guess. So, God is good, man. I have a lot of interesting thoughts about Christianity um, as a whole. Some stuff I'm studying, by the words of Jesus, about what he actually said versus what we tend to just accept as he said, hmm. which I haven't even talked to you about. No. I just kind of hinted at it. So, I'm, I'm doing some, like, and about to get really deep into some deep study here, man, about um, throughout, throughout the New Testament particularly. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of it. And I'm, I'm actually a little nervous because I wonder if it's going to change. You know, I'm going to be forced to change some of the things I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's about, exciting, man. About who we are in him and, you know, what we, I don't know. So much of our faith is based around shame, right? And, and oh, man. Um, attacking and there's these two, those two extremes. On the one hand, it's like, you can't ever tell someone truth, and the other we've talked about this many times. On the other hand, it's like I'm going to beat you to death with, you know, truth. Yeah. Um, and and the lines, you know, what what does Jesus? What's the Bible really say about who we are and how free would we be if we could live in that? And I and I, I want to find out. And I know I've read the Bible, but I'm looking. You know, it's funny when you look at specific things, specific words, and mark every single time this topic is mentioned. Put it all on a page and see what it see what it's really saying. What's the picture it gives? So. Um, It'll be interesting, man. Man, I, dude, that's exciting. Because, you know, especially, you know, if if you're studying something that's pushing you, you already know it's going to be, like, it's going to be huge. Maybe. We'll see, man. Or scary. <laughs> or scary. Or both. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, dude. Yeah, sorry. It was a ramble, but. No, man, it wasn't a ramble at all, dude. I think it was just a really good, I thought you put it very well. And it's it's just nice to have you back, and it's good to hear, like, where you're at. And, like, I don't know, man. I, I can take stuff from any time you talk, so I just appreciate you saying well, stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying <laughs> that. You always think, too. That is one thing. Though. When you're away from stuff, you're like, what if I don't know how to do stuff anymore? What if I'm, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, appreciate the encouragement. Absolutely, dude. Do you have something fun, turn? Excuse me. Oh. Well, hey, that leads to something 
before we move on, because I hinted at it and gave it to you before we get serious here. Okay. My latest conspiracy. Oh, yes. Right, my latest what if. Now, keep in mind, I'm just sharing this with you. I'm not saying I believe it. Clearly, I'm a Christian. I believe in what the Bible tells me. However, it's very interesting and creepy. Okay. It's very creepy. Now, you've heard this. You guys remember the 2012 Mayan calendar thing? That's yes. That's a big deal for a while where they said that the world was going to end in 2012. I, I immediately posted on Facebook that I survived the apocalypse. Okay. Um, <laughs> very strange. But, yes. <laughs> but here's the question, AJ. Did you? Oh, man. Oh, no. Did you? <sighs> interesting story. <laughs> now, you've, we've talked, hinted on this, but that's the great question, AJ. Did you survive? I think because, so. Because, a couple of facts to fill you up on. I'm getting goosebumps of creepiness here. One, you guys know, and I don't know how they, I have no idea how they test this. Okay. okay. I don't, other than electrical. But supposedly, when you die, it takes your brain about seven minutes to die. Okay. In those seven minutes, your brain goes through all of your memories, essentially living out your entire life in those seven minutes, in a dreamlike state. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> now, those seven minutes to you, right, if, if time is what we think, if you think of dreams, could feel like 100 years or 60 years or 70 years, whatever. Keep that in mind. Okay. You guys remember Stephen Hawking, right? The guy who couldn't, a very ingenious guy, couldn't talk. He's a little robot. Yes, yes. So he said that if and when we discovered the so-called, quote, God particle... Fun turn, look up the actual definition of God particle. Um, this is important to know. Okay? Oh, no. But I'm going to make the comment, and then he'll tell us. Okay. The irony. By the way, we as Christians don't call it that. They called it the God particle. He said if the God particle is discovered, life could end within a day. Guess what year the God particle was discovered? Was it 2012? It was 2012. So. Okay. What has happened since 2012 in our world? Utter chaos. Craziness, right? That's what people say. Oh, yeah. So the thought is, and I have a piece, you know, all, people keep adding to this, but is that everyone died in 2012, and we are just living in the seven minutes. Oh, my gosh. Which is why everything's crazy and why time has seemed so weird, which you bring up all the time. Oh, absolutely. Time is just unbelievable. <laughs> God particle, fun turn. Got it? What is the definition of it? All right. So first part of this is I did it. It was discovered July 4th, 2012. Told you. So Fourth of July. <laughs> Happy birthday, America. We're all dead. Okay. Well. Exactly. So... <laughs> The God particle is the Higgs boson. One second. You're good. Keep they... looking. I'm Googling as well. Yeah. But we don't call it that, right? But Oh, the Higgs boson is a subatomic particle that brought the Nobel Prize. Uh, took 40 years, essentially. 40 years. 40 years 40. to get. Okay. Uh, the Higgs boson is also often called the God particle because it is said to what, is, what caused the Big Bang and created the universe many years ago. There you go. Wow. So they claim that it is what created the universe, right? They found like, the particle that created the universe. That's what they claim. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, again, okay. for me, that, that doesn't affect my faith, whether this, you know, what, they just, what this particle is, because God right. just created everything. But, 
And again, I'm saying we, we have our own belief script, but I think it's a pretty creepy, you know, little thing. Yeah. Wow. And so we're all it just... It has no spin. It's anti-particle. has zero electric and color charge. So I don't know what that means. How do you even discover something like this? Listen, man, I'm not even smart enough to be able to talk about you it. You even comprehend? I, I, things through a particle accelerator. It was discovered really with that. the uh, Hadron Collider. Yeah. Which is certain or current, however you want yeah. to. Yep. It's the fundamental force-carrying particle, the, phys- the Higgs field, which is responsible for granting other particles their mass. But anyway, creepy stuff. Anyway, I just want to share my random conspiracy I ran into. Actually, that happened just this morning. I saw. It. I mean, I've heard part of that before. What What year did that turn on? The CERN machine. I would imagine. What was the first year it I turned on? I know the CERN, the CERN turned on again, just recently. Which I know is that. what they said created the Mandela effect. So what, what? That's what they're saying, too. What? That the Mandela effect is because of our minds. And I think they're probably imagining maybe like a collective consciousness weird thing, you know, where mm-hmm. all our dreams are in this scenario. Now, again, we're Christians. I don't believe that. But I do yeah. think it's very interesting um, how people will come up with to, to justify things. Oh, yeah. Justify what's happening. Wow. You know I mean, versus our, our, the, the Bible gives us very clearly why things are getting crazy. Right? Uh, it was turned on September 10th, 2008. Wow. Interesting. And okay. Just recently was turned back on. Why'd they turn it back on recently? Do we know? No idea. I actually don't know. Um, we've probably lost a lot of people. Very hey. strange. I had another topic to talk. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say something ridiculous. I thought about it. is going to look up over this thing as soon as I mention this name. He's going to look at me with a live like Todd. Oh, boy. Andrew Tate. Hey, Andrew Tate. If you guys want to know, if you want to know who Andrew Tate is, or if you know who Andrew Tate is, who took over the internet for a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, man. Drop us a comment, or even either in the video, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or in uh, using the link, and we'll talk about that in depth. But I will tell you this. It is a guy. I'll give you a little hint. This guy was canceled, and it doesn't matter what he's canceled for. And when I say canceled, he has also told us what canceled meant to him. Mm. He lost every social media page he had, lost his email, lost the domain for his website. You're not even ready. And lost his bank accounts. Bank accounts, bro. How is that possible? Exactly. Now, luckily, he's got, you know, he's a very wealthy guy. He's got money men that finds it. But I'm telling you right now, he says that's what happens when you really get canceled. And who has, who's doing that? You know what I mean? It's weird stuff. I have a guess. So, one second, going back. So, why was CERN turned back yeah. on? Because it was going through remodels and improvements for, it turned off in 2018 in December. So, it was going through improvements and updates to the facility. And after a three-year planned hiatus, it's ready to turn back on for Run 3. What are they the, trying to do with Run 3? Yeah, what's uh, Run 3 supposed to be trying to discover? Run 3 is, give me just a slight second. I'm su- I yeah. suppose... Oh, that is, so run two is when they discovered the God particle. Yes. What is next, man? Dude. What 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 else could you find? I've heard that that thing has the power to, if they were to screw up, could cause a black hole. I've heard that too. And literally just rip. I mean, it would swallow Earth. Have you heard the guy? I think we talked about this last year. The year we talked, the guy who who did almost like a TED Boy. talk on it, who works for, like he's like the director of it. What do you got? Oh, so, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
I can tell. Uh huh. I'm not a physicist. So sure. So physicists out there, you be able to destroy me. Yeah, physicists that listen to our show. But uh, so it's also going to be a full scale demonstration of the, the essentially the. The Large Hydron Collider. They're going to manipulate with the beams more. They're going to manipulate the actual particles and everything more. So, essentially, they're good. going to... So, three is to aim the so-called LHC configuration, namely the optics needed to adapt in order to cope and migrate constraints of different natures of beam brightness and limitations due to the machine's impendence and specific durations. A some fancy word of some LHC experiments. The reviewing of these, the reviewing of these constraints include intensity limitations coming from the existing hardware. The beam parameters targeted in the LHC, uh, LHC and run three are given. The possible solution. So essentially, they're they're just pushing it to the max, and they're going to be messing with the beams of light and everything that they are messing with in here. This also could lead to them actually trying to manipulate the creating another Higgs boson and trying to manipulate with it. Manipulate yeah, it. Yeah, man. When the guy talked, and that's like and this is funny you said that he literally and I and I'll try to find the video and yeah. talk more about it next week maybe. But I remember him saying the idea of like fully believing alternate he says alternate realities or even like the idea of teleportation, transporting something to somewhere instantaneously. This would this, be the this beginning is, of that. This is real. Like, this is actual scientists saying this stuff. Now, there were scientists who said he was just saying, like, these are all theoretical. Like right. He, but he was kind of stating them as facts, you know. But anyway, again, we are not physicists. We don't know enough about this, but crazy stuff, man. Damn. Also, as for Andrew Tate, getting back on the subject because I distracted. His full name is Amari Andrew Tate III. Oh, Amari. Nice. Good uh, name. Born December 14th, 1986, is an American-British internet personality and former professional kickboxer. Following his kickboxing career, Tate began offering paid courses and memberships through his website to later rose to fame following a move to influencer marketing. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about, like, I mean, I'll give you a little hint. It would take probably a show because I, I think it's interesting to talk about the, uh, well, I'll put this, hey, Hey, uh, to talk about sort of what this is saying about culture, man. This idea of cancel culture, as you guys know, we were we, we were attempted to be canceled. Oh yeah, um, a couple months ago on a minor scale, and it's a very strange thing. It really is, man. It is very strange. It, what it appears to be is a small group of people, right, in any situation, are so loud that they have been given the power to like. And I've said this before: isn't canceling just a a cleaner version of killing someone in a way? Right, like yeah. you're trying to wipe them from existence. It's an attempt. It's absolutely. very weird. Yeah. Right, because at times people can't get jobs. Now this guy's already filthy rich. That's a good way to put it. You know what I mean? It's just an odd thing, man. It's almost saying if I could kill you, and no one would, ju- I would do it. Wow. That's how I view it. Just a clean, yeah. Because you said something somebody. that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to hear that because I said Gosh, or did something you I didn't. This person didn't like. Cancel culture really shows the heart of society, man. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. Like like the true heart of society. It's yeah. Odd. It's crazy that it's infected the church, too. Of course, of course, we've seen that a lot of these people who claim, <laughs> claim to be Christians that do the canceling, right? We're not talking about disagreements and debates. You know, that's that's Sure, healthy. that's different, man. That's healthy. But when you try to cancel someone, destroy someone based off of sound bites and, like, rumors and stuff, man, it really ends up showing the heart. Like, even the people that kind of did that to us when, you know— I don't follow them, but you got the, the comments they make really shows their views on God, and it's not, you know, it's 
it's not biblical. No. So it's just fun, no. man. No. People can na- claim the name and say whatever they want. Yep. You know, there's all these <clears throat> movements against bullying and things of that nature, and there's all these movements out there against, oh, don't torture people, don't do all that in prisons and things. But that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah, isn't canceling bullying? I mean, really, it is. It is. It's cyberbullying. bullying. It's cyberbullying at its max, and you're asking for something terrible to happen with that person. You're asking for them to become unhinged. Um, When you take somebody's whole life and you destroy them and you put them as a person where they can't walk to the grocery store without getting attacked, screamed at, cussed at, that's not acceptable. It does not matter what they did. Yeah, it doesn't dude. matter. You're asking for something bad to happen. You I are, don't... and you would be the cause of it. I hate to say that. It's in every situation, if you have somebody that has been bullied their whole life, and they do something terrible to people, mm-hmm. the bully is just as much as the cause as the person who did the terrible acts. I, I, that has always been my belief. You can't, you can't solve the poli- You can't... S- just because this person who is a victim who... Two wrongs don't make thing, a right, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, you can't do that. So you're well, asking for something. It's, you're going to cancel the wrong person and something terrible gonna is going to happen. They're going to kill themselves I mean, that's what's going to happen eventually, right? Yes. Absolutely. Well, think about it in real life. Like, when you think about it, what they're doing, and if you put it in real life situations, it's absolutely ridiculous. Imagine you're at the grocery store. So you see someone steal or do something you don't like, and you walk yeah. up to them and say, you are now canceled and you cannot shop and you cannot speak. Like, that's essentially... Get out of here. We don't want anything to do with you in society. Oh, like, what, dude? This just reminded me of an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, really? Kind of. <laughs> what? Did you ever see the one where it's like your entire status is based on your yeah. reviews from people? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I think that's think probably the it. point they're making. It, yes, because you can get canceled. Exactly. Imagine getting canceled, but it's in the idea of like a review. You, you might have an average of four-star review, and all of a sudden you have... Hundreds of people giving you one stars, and they bring that they bring that down, dude. Like, so was it on a five star scale on the thing? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Very interesting. It's creepy. That reminded me of. It's creepy, but you know what's cool? I don't know if you've known. Fun turn. You're you're kind of you're on social media a lot, I think, and you are too. Mm-hmm. But have you guys seen? I mean, there's there's a movement, and it's just started happening the last probably. I've noticed it really in the last three or four months. There's a pushback against cancel culture finally, That's where a cool, bunch man. of people are like, "Dude, th- this is stupid." Like, I'm like, and actual influencers are beginning to say it now. You have some chickens like LP, the big. I'll say it, you know. Like, I think some people are so scared of being canceled, they won't say real things anymore. It's true, man. Um, but there is there's a pushback, and I think that's awesome uh, because you know society has to have the freedom to give thoughts and have debate and may the greatest idea or thought win right mm-hmm. because because that's what life is that's what that's how we grow as humans is, is is sometimes even if we don't agree with something is it forces us to defend and think about what we actually believe mm-hmm. and when you remove that you're weakening the intellectual um, culture the intellectual level of society because you have a bunch of people who have never been taught how to deal with opposition mm-hmm. right if somebody hurts my feelings, right, I want to erase them, which creates, you know, in real life. So let's say you have a situation happen. I don't know. Maybe you lose a job or you a sure. relationship or, Lord forbid, something like that. Crumble. You, you, you crumble, exactly, because crumble. you're like, well, this isn't supposed to happen. And then that's not life, man. That is not life. And so you've created this little subculture in which you try to remove any sort of obstacles or opposition in your life, which... You know, we've talked about this recently. Is endurance is is learning to uh, to carry weight, right? And yeah, the only yeah. way you can carry quote weight is by having it on you. 
It's good. You know, and it's just, it's crazy, man. There's so many more important things in the world um, to be dealing with than, than that. And I just think it shows the state of our world. And I just, it's, I'm so, I'm just so tired of it. I'm so disgusted by it in Christian culture. Came up again recently with the whole Matt Chandler situation. Um, you know, Matt Chandler's a big time pastor. I'm not going to go too much into it because I think it's so stupid. Yeah, man. And essentially, this lady came up to him and he had a DM someone on Instagram, a friend, a female friend. By the way, the husband knew, his wife knew. Comes in. Long story short, he's now being put on leave. The comments were not romantic, not sexual. He had made one joke about alcohol and they said that it wasn't becoming of a of an elder and, and, you know, and, and I don't mind, listen, we don't know the details. If the church feels like he needs to take some time away, that's fine. I don't know that. What I think is crazy is how everybody began to like throw out rumors, Christians try to destroy this guy. There, did you guys know there's webs supposed, supposedly quote Christian websites that literally their entire job, and I'm not giving their names cause I'm not giving them any like any publicity, platform. but yeah. they literally, all they exist to do is to post the failings of ministry leaders, and like even rumored once to try to destroy them and cancel them. I'm it's very, serious. It's very upsetting. And they think they're doing a holy job. Hmm. It's insane to me. Uh, do they? Uh, this kind of reminds me of a guy that I kind of enjoy. He's kind of like I'm kind of like fifty fifty with him. It's that one guy that I've showed you before on YouTube, the guy who like points out like all the things. He oh did, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. He's interesting though because I think he might be a little different, but he calls it a discernment ministry. Well, the thing about him that's cool is he, tip, from what I've seen, is he mm-hmm. typically just says, like, hey, be on watch. We hope this guy repents if that's what it is. He doesn't seem to condemn. Like, that's there, true. There's hope in it of, like, yeah, he might say this guy's a false. He seems to, he'll say things like he seems to be a false teacher, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's true. But he's like, you know, well, let's hope. And he even said, let's pray that so-and-so repents and all that stuff. That's different than, like, let's get rid of this guy, throw, destroy him. That's good. You know what I mean? And I, good difference. I, I don't think there's yeah. anything. So, anyway, I think it's all indicative though of the of the overall culture right it's just infected the church too mm. yeah, and that's why pastors are afraid to say things sometimes absolutely sorry what are you gonna say here's here's the thing this has been my thing and this is probably because it's it's god refusing to allow me to forget it so i can yeah. actually write it down on a piece of paper <laughs> um it all goes back to this idea that i've been thinking about a lot lately when you accept truth, you get freedom. And there's a lot of people in this world, there's a lot of Christians, there's a lot of people in general, but if we're, gonna, we're just going to talk about Christians, they do not, they don't accept the truth of Jesus. Because when you accept the truth of Jesus, you can realize things in the fact of like, yes, you are a king, you are a queen. However, you are no better than anybody else because of the sins you've committed already. You are no better than anybody else. You are a wicked human being without Jesus Christ. So accept that. And when you accept that, you aren't going to judge people. You aren't going to do those things. And that's what he means by take the plank out of your eye because it means look at yourself to go, oh, I am not better than any of these people. I am a wicked human yeah, being. Man. However, through you, Christ, I can be better. And then you don't judge. You don't condemn. You don't do those things. And that doesn't mean don't go to people with truth. But at the end of the day, you just hide your your judging and your attacking behind these this pretense of truth it, and it's not it's not yeah. truth it's real man yeah, sorry people on the phone i thought a video was gonna play and i didn't want it to play in front of the anyway yeah oh, no you're you're good I, I also think like in cancel culture in general going back to that a little bit it's just it's mental toughness at the end of the day i've seen this uh david gibbons i think it is uh, he talks about this. It, oh, Goggins. 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 Goggins yeah. that's oh, Goggins. He talks about this. There is no mental toughness today, it, it, or it's very seldom. If you have just a little bit, you don't even have to have true mental toughness, because his, his whole thing is, I don't know if mental toughness exists anymore. 
But he's like, if you're in young people today, not in general, but in young people today, he's like, I don't think it necessarily exists anymore in you, in you young people. But if you have just a little bit of it, you will be successful. Because if you have a little bit because of mental toughness, has exactly. But That's if you had true mental toughness, you would be extremely successful at the end of the day. You would be. Because at the end of the day, nobody has it. Nobody wants to put in the work. Nobody wants to just go, yeah, this sucks right now, but I'm going to go do this. And because of cancel culture, you won't, you won't live in this stuff and actually fight for something that you believe in. You'll just cancel the guy, and that's not actually doing it. You don't have the mental toughness. You don't have the intelligence to argue with that person. So you go, I'll just ruin their life. <laughs> that's that's stupid. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and we shouldn't want to ruin anyone's life. No, nah, man. You know, the Bible, like, we want people, we want people to be saved, man. And, like, you know, we, we should always remember, I mean, there's evil in the world, right? But if it's not a crime, if it's not a crime, you know, the idea of throwing someone away, you know, symbolically locking them up forever is, is, is just evil to me. Well, it takes away so. any opportunity for uh, change, you know, mm-hmm. for, uh, excuse me, redemption. Oh, for sure, man. So, anyway, and listen... I've said this many times. There's plenty of people I disagree with and think say stupid things and evil things and have platforms to do it, but I would defend their right to say it. Oh, mm. yes. You know what I mean? So I, I, At the end of the day, we should all be looking to have a discussion. And whether you get to an agreement at the end of the day with that discussion, you should be able to walk into a discussion or even into an argument respectfully and be able to go, yes, I want to change your opinion, but if I can't change your opinion, we can walk away like two grown adults. Mm-hmm. We can walk away like two human beings, yeah. and we don't have to kill each other over this because it isn't gonna, that isn't what we should do. Yeah, it's not going to fix ability, anything. Exactly. The ability to have a discussion has been lost in this world. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Not by everybody, but by the majority. <laughs> Or, well, the minority that's speaking very loud. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's life. We, we, wanna, we, we gave it to you. Real talk. Sound effect. I'll do that. I'll do something. What? I'll put an effect in there. I just gave you one. That was the sound effect. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it just randomly throughout this entire that's, episode. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the good stuff. They're tired of hearing all this. You guys said you wanted me back to real me. Well, no one said that, but you, <laughs> this is who I am. Stop. Uh, so, I'm always scared this is going to fall right off, man. I know. Yes, I, I the need for. New, new stuff, <laughs> yes. Right. Literally ripped mine off right before we went on. Got I'm a excited. lot of questions today. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Man. Oh, you're fine. But me, me. <laughs> anyway, uh, you ready to start a new, a new uh, series of questions? Thank you to those who took part in this ministry, because when you do that, when you ask the questions, you are joining us at the proverbial table. That's right. Having a real talk because you're answering questions for people who may haven't even thought of the question yet. Boom. Are you ready, AJ? I am ready. Question number one Genesis 2, 10 through 12 from the CEV. Quote From Eden, a river flowed out to water the garden, and it divided into four rivers. The first one is the Pishon River that flows through the land of ha- uh, Havilah, where pure gold, rare perfumes, and precious stones are found. Since God created everything, does that mean when He created land, He would have created the gold, perfumes, and stones at the same time? In those first seven days, or what do you think, or do you think it was after that? It's an interesting question. Um, I would imagine amidst, in the midst of the creation, he would have put it there. That's, you know, that's kind of what my guess yeah. is. Yeah, perfumes in this case, they're not talking about bottled things. They're talking about the good smells. Like perfume, the, the idea of a perfume came from stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like lavender and all those Absolutely, things. which so is natural. And it's, it's describing, in this case in Genesis, it's describing just a beautiful area and a bountiful area. Yes. To make a point. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. good. So yeah. it's it's more it's probably less literal in that sense. Yeah. More of a it's describing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well done. Thank you. For you, TB. <laughs> yeah. It says. Well, maybe if I can turn my page correctly here. I get it, dude. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> it says making fun of a person with big consequences. Consequences. I like consequences. (laughs) Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him. Go away, Baldy, they chanted. Go away, Baldy. (laughs) Elisha turned around and looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. That's (laughs) 2 Kings 2, 23 and 24. That was from the NLT. And the question is, should we curse someone who makes fun of us? So ironically, this is actually used as a verse to like point out that the Bible is not real to like some atheists and some people. Like, uh-huh. It's, oh, God, who kills children or whatever. Got to remember, very spe- this is a very specific situation. What was Elisha? What was it? He's a prophet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, were mo- they weren't just, he was being mocked not just for being bald, right, but his authority and who he was in God. So yeah. in essence, they're also mocking God, right? And in that, in that, and that's a, that was a cultural problem, and so it was another way. Unfortunately, you know, in this sense, that God had to prove He was God, and that you're not gonna that even if I say something has authority, or I say someone is, it's gonna they be listened to. That's right. It's, think about Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, the story of Moses when he said, "What what happened to the firstborn man?" You know, and Are it was all... because yeah, it was because you mm-hmm. had to make a point. So, yeah, uh, should we curse someone who makes fun of us? Should we? Uh, n- no, um, I don't think we should, I think it's a warning to not mock the things of God Absolutely. and the people of God, but do I, th- I don't think that we should, you know, want harm to come from people because, you know, Jesus gives us, gives us a direction in those cases to pray for those who persecute us, mm. right? And Absolutely. And so that's what we're to do. In this case, it wasn't about the person, um, you know, and, and you got to remember, too, situationally, God had a specific point for Elisha to be the prophet in that moment, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Does that make sense? 100%, man. So It is a wild story, though. It is. It really you is. know what's funny? I, I'm, not very, I'm not very familiar with, with Kings at all, so reading yeah. that, I've actually, I didn't know that was a thing. You never heard that one before? Never heard oh, that. Oh, that's wild, man. So we that, was, the, that uh, was interesting to read. Yeah. A lot of the, yeah. The story of Kings, man, Israel, is it's a good warning for us. Follow God. Reject God. Follow God. Reject God. Bad things happen. It's crazy because uh, I know I mentioned the the Bible project thing that's on YouTube, mm-hmm. and how like I think I've I think I've went over First and Second Kings on like their little like uh, how they have like that short like mm-hmm. um oh what's what's the word I'm looking for videos man it's like a they summarize it it's like oh, a, yeah. it's like a Summar- short summarization yeah. of of the book and they did not bring that part up in Second Kings so I never knew about that <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty wild story for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'm up, right? Yes. Do you think the parts of the ocean that we haven't discovered yet is just of the land that was covered from the flood? It says in Genesis seven nineteen through twenty. Finally, the mighty flood was so deep that even the highest mountain peaks were about seven meters below the surface of the water. I think that makes sense. I think that. Uh you know, I, I'd say that that verse is pretty straightforward. So, yeah, I would say that there's a definitely a possibility of that being a thing. Yeah, I think certainly there's parts of it that that's the case. But we got to remember a couple of things. The water did recede. 
mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, we had land again. Now, does that mean that other parts weren't still submerged? No, but God had created water and earth and separated them, right? Yes. At the beginning. So, so land existed, so the ocean existed and had land under it, right? That's what supports it, right? well, as far as we know. Yes. I mean, we, we don't, that's crazy. We know more about space than we do the, the ocean, man. Isn't that crazy? It is wild. Um, but yes, so I yes, why. I think there's, there's parts of places that have been submerged, but we also got to remember that the water did um, go down eventually. So, yes. So yes, Which, I, I would say partially yes, but remember that there, there was oceans before the flood. That's really good, man, because it also makes me think of like how we can see things from biblical times now. Mm. Like we can go visit places. Yeah, yeah. That makes 100% sense. I think it's crazy that every civilization and every culture has a flood story. So that, I mean, that happened. That was factual. Wild, man. Isn't that interesting? Anyway. That is wild. Moving on. Good right. questions this week. Absolutely, man. I love it. People were coming at us with a lot of, a lot of biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Matthew one nineteen uh, says, Joseph decided to quietly call it the wedding. And that's in a CEV. It says, what do you think that would look like back then? Is it the same as now? Um, well, I don't know what the same as now would be, um, but I will tell you this is what it would have been. So Joseph could have made a big deal and said, look at what she did. Look how she cheated on me. Look at this is a woman of low care. This is an adulteress. He could, and he would have had the right to do that. Let's stone her, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what Joseph was going to do was avoid all of that and just kind of walk away. Um, and not make a big deal about it and not have her, you know, killed or that he could, or it could have led to that. And to yeah. Her, right. It would have just been like between them and walk away and, and leave it. So, um, depends on how people today do it. I've seen people call it off and trash the person. I've seen people do it and just walk away. Keep it cordial. Joseph's an amazing guy and he doesn't get, we don't see him a lot in the Bible, but an amazing man. Absolutely. You know, man. Without Joseph, this, you know, it wouldn't have went well. He, he took that family away to keep him safe. Because you know, they were going to kill, they were scared of Jesus, the Roman authorities. So, hmm. really a boy being born. So it's pretty interesting stuff, man. It's really the good. The faith he had. Because he changed his mind when God told him, no, no, you're going to marry this girl. Dude, it's... So her story is true. He was the one that had his mouth, right? He couldn't speak? No, uh, I don't know. That was the father of, the, of John the Baptist, I believe. Okay. Pretty okay. sure. Now right. you want to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't pretty, remember. I'm pretty sure, man. I is, feel like I was going to say, I, I knew, I felt like there was a Joseph somewhere well, that, could, Joseph. that couldn't speak. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely Joseph, man. Why is he going to the king? Yeah, because I, I, I thought it was like, maybe it was somebody else and they wanted to name name. It would have been the father. It's either, it's the father of John the Baptist. I'm not even, if it's not, I may be wrong. But I'll let you know in a second. All right. Hey. Buy some time. While he's doing that, I'm going to buy some time. If you're looking for... (laughs) No. Um, So, actually, going back for a second. Okay. um, I was was thinking about... um, Oh, what was it? I got to look real quick. But it was from the... Oh, from the flood. It was from the the flood. Yeah. It's John the Baptist. It was John the Baptist? Uh, Zechariah. Um, let's see. Man, how did I get Joseph? Weird. It's, close, it's in the same area where they end up. Those stories kind of parallel. It's pretty interesting. Gotcha. Okay. At least I'm not crazy. 
Cause you not believe my words was be filled in the proper time. You have a Zechariah, the father of John. Got you. Okay. Nice. I kind of know Bible. <laughs> yeah. We, we, anyway, sorry, I cut you off. I'm oh, no, you're fine. I was just thinking about this whole flood thing. Um, how wild it was, like, that literally, like, he flooded the entire world. Yeah, man. Sometimes, like, like, it's funny, you brought up, like, 2012 earlier. Like, have you guys ever seen the movie 2012? Mm-mm. Bro. What an insane movie. And that's just like a, like, to me, I think about like the destruction that they try to portray in that movie, like the world ending. And then I think about like, that actually kind of happened with the flood of what God did. And I was like, that's terrifying. Wow, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people don't fear God. They should. Mm-hmm. Also shows how merciful he is. Are you ready for your question? This is yes. right up your alley, man. Something you love. Number three, do you guys think it matters what music you listen to as a Christian? I struggle with listening to rap music and I feel a conviction about it. So much so, I've not listened to any other genre but gospel Christian. I've definitely seen a shift in my mindset. Do the guys have any recommendations of rap-like Christian music or metal? Nice. So, uh, do I think it matters what uh, music you listen to? Absolutely. And I'm one of those people. Um, you know, if I just sit here and I listen to, say, my old music interest all the time, I'm going to be sad, depressed. I'm going to be in, like, a different mindset, like you said. You know, when you cut it out and you listen to just Christian music and you focus on that, I think that it does help with a more positive outlook. Um, So, yes, I think it – here's the thing. I wouldn't say it necessarily matters for everybody, but if you're a Christian who never listens to Christian music, that's weird. Mm. Um, I think that this is one of those kind of things where you have to go off your own convictions. If you notice that, you know, listening to secular secular music puts you in a weird mindset, you should for sure, like, look into that and – try to cut some of it out. Um, so, yeah, I would say that it's definitely more based on your own convictions than just, like, a straight black and white line of, like, no, you you know, you got to do that. Um, as far as recommendations uh, for, like, metal, Christian metal, I have, let's see, actually, I, I need to look because I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Yeah, and I was like that. I'm a big rap fan as he's looking up. Um as well, I was pre-Christian and after, and, and I, I remember the day when I realized I couldn't listen to some of the rap that I did listen to, not all of it, some of it, because the images it puts in your head, even though you don't necessarily know what you're thinking, like, sometimes when you listen to rap music, you're not thinking about what you say, but the images of, you know, women in a derogatory way, it puts stuff in your head, man, and uh, it, it does affect you. Music can affect you. It's like anything else, what you watch, too, but I think you brought up a good point about personal convictions and it can be a stumbling block for some and not for others. But some music, I mean, it's easy to see how vile it is. Oh, and yeah. I, you know, as he's looking at metal, you know, it's great. It's a great time to be a Christian uh, Christian rap fan. There's a ton of good ones, you know. KB, Trip Lee, everybody knows Lecrae. Um, Andy Minio. Uh, there's a guy named um, 1K Few, P-H-E-W, uh, Red Tips. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, that do some good stuff right now. Uh, oh, what is sure. his name? No big, no big deal. Another guy who's awesome. One of my favorites right now. Uh, just a lot of stuff. A lot of people. Oh yeah, man. And as far as metal, I, I got a list here now. Uh, for today, Memphis Mayfire, O Sleeper, Impending Doom. <laughs> Those guys are sick. <laughs> um, Fit for a King, Mouth of the South, Convictions, Reformers, Relent, Death Therapy. My yeah, names of the people. Hmm? These are the names of the bands? Yeah. yeah these, these, are, these are ones on like, your list? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. This is on my Christian headbang playlist. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. There's uh, Diamonds, uh, Corpus Christi. Love those guys. Um, For All Eternity, Earth Groans, uh, Your Memorial. That's just a few. So there you go. We gave you a lot. Check them out. Um, yeah, awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Great question, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Moving on. It's going to put me at three, correct? Wave so. Yeah. Okay. It says, I was reading my Bible and caught in the story of the prodigal son that it says in Luke fifteen twelve in ESV that the father divided between them. I had always thought that it was just the younger son got it. I also caught that it never said, at least in my version, where when the older son was uh, talking to the dad, the older son never said he didn't spend his inheritance on anything. He actually was just pointing out that their father didn't give him. What their father didn't give him. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Um, so the verse they were referencing is he says, the prodigal son and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that's coming to me. And he divided his property, property between them. Um, so, you, so you said, that's good catch, but he said, I also caught that it never said, at least in my version, when the older son was talking to the dad, the older son never, didn't spend his inheritance. Well, we know he didn't. And here's why we know. The prodigal son has said he sold his possessions, meaning he sold off the land and went and spent it. When the prodigal son comes back, we find that the elder son is still there working with his dad. So yeah. he did not sell his property. He, he kept it with his father and worked it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have said that he was still there. And right. Remember, and he said, I'm and he working was... with you. And, and because he said, I've stayed here and done everything and you're you know, celebrating my... That's right. He was jealous. Correct. So, yep. um, and, and, you know, and I think the older son gets a bad rap. He was just sharing his hurt. Um, but yeah, so that's a great catch about the divine inheritance, but we know based on the times back then that he was, he, he just essentially like his father said, yeah, it's yours if you want it, but he didn't sell, he kept it there with his father and continued to work because mm. you didn't do that while your father still lived or could still manage his property. So the older son is specifically, or the younger son had told us he sold his property and went and wasted his inheritance. He comes back, we find the older son is still there. Man. Which means the land was not sold. He didn't do anything with it. He was waiting for the right time, the proper time. So, so great catch in the first part, but but the story doesn't change because we know you said it doesn't say he didn't spend it, but we know he didn't spend it based on the time and the fact that he's still there with his with his father. Right, makes sense. What a cool story, yeah. of Grace. Great man. story, it really is. I love it. Good, cool that you're reading and catching those things, little things like that. All right, you ready? Yep. AJ, have you guys ever seen Lee Strobel's Case for Christ? I watched that movie and thought, how cool. Do you think the things we watch can easily influence our lives? So I personally, have no, I know it's a book too, and I also know that they came out with like a movie. I actually haven't seen or read it, but I've heard great things about it. Um, as far as um, things that we can watch, can it influence our lives? Absolutely. It's very much similar to the previous question about music. Um, I think that it's based on, you know, like on your convictions. You know, if you're watching something and it's making you – you know, say it's making you question your faith or it's, or it's making you, it's distracting you from God, you know, and, and you're putting it, you know, cause you can put anything above God, you know? And so if that's happening, you have to listen to the Holy spirit and you have to be willing to be open to the fact that you may need to stop watching this thing. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it can influence your life. hundred percent. Yeah. I've actually read the book. I read the book, um, after I got saved and, you know, at a period of time, I always tell people I wasn't going to church, but I was devouring everything. And it really was instrumental in my life um, because it taught me that, that science backs God because you're always taught in school it doesn't. Right. Uh, but I would encourage everyone to read that book, The Case for Christ. It's a great book. I know the, the movie is, 
loosely based on it and the idea of it, like the, the thought of it, but the, the book itself really gives the evidence that he found. Lee Strobel was a, uh, you know, a journalist. I think he's world award-winning journalist for one of the big Chicago newspapers, and he actually yeah. set out to write a story essentially disproving the existence of Christ. And, and and that it was real and ended up converting based on the, on the facts he found and became so cool so really cool stuff a powerful book um, he's also written other books the case for the creator which I own as well but case for Christ is really really impactful stuff I still remember some of the facts that, that I learned in there so good that's stuff. awesome man I think we actually have it in that shelf right over there oh nice yeah um I think you're up my friend oh yeah my bad okay let's see can you explain how the snake and Satan are the same are they even the same? I was told they were, they were, but I thought Satan got kicked out of heaven. But it says the snake was w- walking around on earth. Um, well, the earth is not heaven. So you, you said he was kicked out of heaven. Right. He's fallen to the earth, so that's where he was. Um, so we know, we know that that part, the, those, are, those go together completely. It makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, yeah, we, we do know that. Um, Mainly from countless verses that describe Satan as a certain from Revelation twenty twelve, he sees the the he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent who's the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Revelation twelve nine says the great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Mm. So that's what you're referencing. Um, uh, we know that the snake walked on four um, four legs like other snakes at the time. So. I mean, other reptiles to do today. So yeah. So either Satan had possessed the serpent, possessed the serpent, yep, or had made them believe that it was the serpent talking in some way. But whatever capacity, it was it was a disguise to lure them into listening to the lies that he was he was spewing. So yes, uh, based on the the entire context of the Bible, in just those verses, even I, I shared in Revelation, that the serpent was Satan. Um, you know, speaking through that serpent, or either possessing him literally, or just making it you know, seem as though he was the serpent. Either right. way, and we know he has power. We've seen oh, yeah. that. Um, so that's the answer to that. Mm, that's good, man. I think that's well, well great, said. Great question, though. I love those kinds of questions where people are really thinking it through. Oh, for sure, answers. dude. Thank you for asking that. You're up, my friend. Well, I'm up. <laughs> I meant you're up to answer. Uh, <laughs> This is some statements here with a question at the end. Satan's probably smiling right now. His great idol of worshiping the smartphone. Great time waster, exclamation point. Also, busy distractions. Dwell on your past and worry about the future. Why not live now, in the moment? Do you pray every day? Do you read God's word every day? Do you worship God every day? If not, why? All caps. Man, tell you what, whoever this is is coming at us with some truth right now. Tell you what, I, I, have a I, am, a, I am a smartphone fiend. Um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, I definitely spent a lot of time on my smartphone. Yeah. (laughs) What did you say? Ironic word choice. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, great time waster. Absolutely. It is. Um, you know, dwelling on my past, worrying about my future, you know, you're, you're hitting spot on on how my mind works a lot of the time. Um, so why not live now in the moment, man? You know, that's such a good, you know, you're right. This, all these are right. And when it comes to, you know, do you pray every day, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't do it how I should. If I'm honest, like mm. I don't. You know. And the answer he asks is why. Um, he, she, just assume I guess. I think what you said above above those statements is a big reason why. You know, wasting time. You know, I think I'm distracted a lot. Um, 
or or I am I'm you know I'm doubting or I'm doubting you know God's power or I'm doubting His you know, I'm doubting my you know I'm doubting yeah. myself yeah. you know there's just a lot of you know there's a lot of ways I don't um yeah I think that I hope that answers the question yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I, very convicting well, I mean everything he says is the truth here yeah um I certainly I certainly agree about a lot of it and for me dwelling on your past is a big one for me Sometimes yes. it's hard for me to to give myself the grace that I know God gives me. Oof, that's good, um, man. So, yeah, it's good stuff. And that, and you're absolutely right. We are told to do all those things, right? The disciplines, and we're told that for a reason. As Christians, we need it just like we need the air we breathe and the food we eat. And when we don't do that, when we don't eat, quote, right, breathe, quote, uh, we're going to be unhealthy. And it makes it, and ironically, it becomes kind of a cycle because then it's easier to worry Right, it's easier to dwell on negative yes. things. It's easier to be distracted. So it's good, mm. good stuff. Alrighty, it's serious. It thank says you for sharing that. Oh yeah, thank, thank you so much. Ooh, I got a hiccup. Sorry guys. When it says in Genesis four twenty six that people started worshiping the Lord, what does that mean? Like building temples and offering sacrifices? I thought Adam and Eve already worshipped God. Uh, so this chapter starts with actually what happened to Cain after he. Um, was cast out. He went and built kind of the first city. Starts telling us about his um, his descendants, and then what it tells us here at the end in verse uh, twenty five actually says, "Adam knew his wife intimately again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has given me another child in, in place of Abel since Cain killed him. A son was born to Seth also, and he named him Enosh." At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. So calling the name of the Lord can also mean to worship, to proclaim, or invoke the name of, to call him. So essentially, all it was saying was um, through their line. Mm-hmm. People were still worshiping God, began to worship God and, and recognize Him. Which is cool. Yeah, and it's saying in, in sort of in comparison to the line of Cain. That makes sense? Yeah. So there's your question. And, and yeah, he did. Adam and Eve worshiped God. They walked with God. But they're saying now it was spreading to all, to, to all people, right? That people began to recognize who God was beyond just Adam and Eve. Yeah. So good question. Oh, yeah. We're scoop, boot, scoop, boogieing along here. Remnant dudes. Why? Remnant dudes guy. Still here with us. Hey. Remnant dudes, who have you encouraged this week? Let's see. I feel like I did encourage somebody this week. Who was it? <laughs> I think it was Trent. I encouraged. Mad Max? Oh, yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. I think I encouraged Mad Max this week. Um, told him I was proud of him because I know that he's been, he's been on a journey, man, just like all of us. And the dude, you know, he has... He has, like, just such he, – when he takes a step, man, he dies. So, you know, shout out to you, Mad Max. I, that's who I've encouraged this week. Nice. Uh, I've encouraged people this week. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think I've encouraged people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've encouraged people. Yeah, I get it. I don't know if I'm supposed to, you know. Do an example. But I, I, no, I what, I, sure either. what I love about this question, though, for real, is that it is a good reminder that we are to be encouragers. Yes. And – to look for those opportunities. And the cool thing about encouraging other people, excuse me, it's a real tangible way to love people, man, and to keep us from being self-focused. You know what I mean? And it's like that old thing, man. If we, if we all love each other the way God tells us to, right, then everybody's getting loved. I'm loving you, and you're worried about loving me. I'm loved. We're all loving and encouraging yes, each other. Yes, dude. So. I love and that. And Scripture even says that, and encouraging each other all the more as the day draws near, you know, that, that we're going to need encouragement from each other to make it. So the Bible says that. Good stuff. All right, T. Hey, Jay. Yes. You prepared? 
I am prepared to ask, ask you the question. I forgot again. <laughs> it says, fourth Corinthians. Man, dude, I cannot. Fourth Corinthians. Fourth Corinthians. First Corinthians 14, 27 and 28. This is an ESV. It says, if any speak in a tongue, let there be only two or at most three, and each in turn, and let someone interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. And uh, it says, does this mean that speaking in tongues is a gift and not just a way of worship? Uh, I, I like this question. Yeah. A, um, sorry, I'm looking up. Oh, no, you're okay, man. Here. Um, I think in short, you know, when it says, when they're asking about it being a gift, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, like, the, the gift of tongues is listed in the in the list of gifts. Gifts. Like, well, certainly, yes. Um, yeah. Unless they're saying maybe it's it's the gift is that it's in a way of worship, and they're saying maybe it's more than that sort of thing. Yeah, I was trying to find uh, you essentially give the whole section. So, yeah, speaking in tongues is a gift. Yeah. Okay. And again, um, I don't think it's a heavenly language. I don't think the scripture interpretation. And in fact, when it says the tongues of angels, it's only mentioned in First Corinthians thirteen when it says if I speak in the tongues of angels and blah 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 without love it would be worthless, right? Yeah. Um it isn't that that isn't mentioned in the in the in the spot as tongues the gift, right? And so when it talks about tongues the tongues of men says that um in certain sections. Uh so what I personally believe is that the gift of tongues that was given um was the ability to speak languages that people did not understand, right? Um I mean, that they didn't personally know. So yeah. it's in order to preach to to people, right? So um, there does seem to be, you know, we're told in First Corinthians 2 that if someone does speak in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter, right? Otherwise, it's meaning somebody should be able to understand them in the church. And if they can't, then it's not, it's not legitimate, or, or at least it shouldn't be said publicly. Right. So I don't believe uh, personally that the idea of tongues being sort of a worship language is biblically supported. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But yes, it is a gift. Um, one of the spiritual gifts. It's listed in the spiritual gifts. Yes. Okay. And then that leads us to... I think uh, just... I have to ask you... Or no, you have to ask him because you guys said you answered that one. Right? Oh, yeah, we did. The one I have. Yep. So I got one more for you, TB. Okay. It says... This is 1 Corinthians 5.5. 5. It says, You were to hand over this man to Satan for the destruction of his body so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. And the question here is, what does this mean? Uh, hand unrepentant sinners over to Satan and he will kill them? We actually answered this question a few weeks ago. Do you remember that? I do remember. Uh, because it was a really creepy section. So uh, we'll start with, you need to know the situation. Here's the situation Paul's talking about at the beginning of, uh, he's writing to the church in Corinth, right? Corinth uh, was a bustling sort of trade city, so there's a lot of different cultures and certainly mm-hmm. religions, including um, there's goddess of sex and love, and there's temple prostitutes. I mean, it was just a... a you know, imagine being saved in that kind of culture. It's very indicative today. And, and he's trying to say you can't let that outside culture, I know it's a big shift, and, and permeate or, or infect the church. Yes. Right? And he's trying to teach them how Christians should be, especially compared to the world that they were in. So it says in verse 5, I'm sorry, chapter 5, it's widely reported that there, there is a sexual immorality among you and the kind of sexual immorality that is not even condoned among the Gentiles, meaning the non-believers. A man is living with his father's wife. That means he's sleeping with his father's wife. And you're inflated with pride instead of filled with grief so that he who has committed this act might be removed from among you. Um, 
For though absent in body but present in spirit, I've already decided about him who has done this thing as though I were present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, along with my spirit and with the power of our Lord Jesus, turn that one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. And then he goes on to say, your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast permeates soul? So even a little bit of this evil can affect the whole church. Hmm. Um, he wrote down again, I wrote to you in a letter not to associate blah, 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 sexual more people. So... That's a creepy verse, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Turn him over. So essentially what that means is to cast him out from the fellowship yep. and hand him over to Satan, meaning, you know, outside the, the, the walls of the church, that if he wants to live in Satan's kingdom, then he needs to live in it and deal with the consequences of that. Does that make sense? It oh, doesn't yeah. Necessarily. Now, God, there was a, that when we talked about killing, it was actually in the case of Ananias and Sapphira. Remember that, where they died um, for lying, which was weird. In this case, it was it's it's really symbolic to okay. You don't want to be with the Lord's people, then you'll be outside the protection of that, and you'll be at the mercy of His kingdom, the enemies. Mm-hmm. What's neat is, and how we know He didn't die is in Second Corinthians, we are told, um, and I'm going to try to, we are told what happens to this guy. So. Um, I believe, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so it says here, if anyone has caused pain, he has not caused pain to me in some degree, not to exact all. The punishment by the majority is sufficient for such a person. So now you should forgive and comfort him instead. Whew. Otherwise, this one may be overwhelmed by excessive grief. Therefore, I urge you to confirm your love to him. It was for this purpose I wrote, so I may know your proven character if you're obedient and everything. Now to whom you forgive and anything I do too. So we apparently this through all of this, this man repented. Is the implication here, and now he's saying, "Hey, you can accept him back now." That's beautiful. So, and that's true, right? A lot of times when we go and we live in the world, and we have to, you know, we've heard we hear the stories all the time: people walking away, quote, from God, and living like an unbeliever, and then the heartache and hurt it causes. And sometimes people have to come to the end of their rope, yeah. hit rock bottom, right, before they they will really open up. So, really, it was all about um, trying to find. So, and it says, hand to Satan for the destruction of his body so his spirit may be saved. Like, hey, it, it better for him to suffer a little bit and to, and to turn back to God, right? Than oh, to, absolutely. You know, live that way. Because at the point, you know, was he really saved before that? Mm-hmm. If he was doing that? We don't know. But whatever right. it was out there, certainly, if he was, he had learned his lesson. And if he hadn't, he had come to know. It's so good, man. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Question? It's so good. So, I do think it means we hand over unrepentant sinners... You know, unrepentant sinners uh, that are believers, you know, they, they, they can't be a part of our community. Mm. And that's a hurtful thing, and it should never happen. You know, you look at Matthew 18, it takes a long time to get to that point. Oh, yeah. It takes someone who's truly unrepentant. Man, dude. So Great job explaining that. Really well done, dude. I hope so. I hope it makes sense to you Oh, guys. 100%. Great questions today. Yeah. Man. How long have we been going here? Hour 21. Oh. A couple more. There's some statements here, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. You can go ahead and give them. Sure. Especially since this one relates to the last week, I believe. Yes, it does. It says, so we've got statement one here. It says, while listening to the discussion of the Blueberry Heist, and you mentioned the possibility of an outside culprit, had me thinking who that that criminal could be. Without giving her actual name, my money would have to be on uh, Jocelyn. That's something she would do. You know who that is? No. (laughs) I started thinking about this. Now, I only know one person whose name starts with a J-O. Mm-hmm. That's a female at our church. You still don't know, do you? I do. I do. <laughs> but yeah. here's but if it was her, I don't understand why that would be something she would do. Right. Other than <laughs> so. Hmm. Is it her? Is it Jocelyn? 
Are we even correct in who you mean is Jocelyn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's literally someone named Jocelyn. We're so sorry. Michael Jocelyn. Get it? I get, get it. it. No, I, you don't. I think I think I get it. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. Oh, Michael Jocelyn. <laughs> I don't know. All right, <laughs> what's next? It says uh, we got. A- <laughs> this is ridiculous. What was uh, Bo- what was Boaz before he was married? Ruthless. <laughs> well done. And then we got we got one more. It says, "Did did you know the disciples actually traveled together by car? Yeah, they all came in one accord." <laughs> Good stuff, man. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> he bringing. I laughed too when I saw that. Fun turn. Did you see how long we've been going? Yeah, one twenty three. Ooh, pretty long. We better yeah, get out pretty of here. long one. Well, hey. You should have known, man. I'm a rambler. <laughs> I'm a rambling man. I love it, man. First time right. back, we're going long because you guys deserve a good episode. And honestly, they just they just asked a bunch of good questions. It's true. What do you got, my friend? Hey, thank you guys so much for watching this episode today. Love you guys so much. If you guys are watching this from any of our social media platforms, please like it, share it, share it with a blurb of why you're watching it, so people will more likely watch it. And other than that, I just love you so much. You guys are amazing. Fun turn. Please, please, on any podcasting platform that you see us, I want you to leave a five-star review. And if it has the option to write something down there, write a little blurb. And you don't have to get deep with your feelings if you don't want to. Write us your, just put down your favorite book, your favorite type of sandwich, your favorite mug, favorite saying that goes on a mug, your favorite color. It doesn't have to be that deep. I mean, but if you want to, we, we appreciate those as well. But if you want to just be simple and you don't want to go into your feels, you can just put... Put nearly anything down there with the five-star <laughs> review. We accept yeah, it. Yeah. It really helps us on the business end of things. And like I always say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, keep it to yourself. Like your mama said, and just walking down the road, we're, 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 we're glad you came in to see what we were all about, but uh, you didn't like us. So uh, we ask you to keep on moving <laughs> and not try to blow everything up on the way out. I think... <laughs> think that's a natural and nice thing to ask for so have a great day uh goodbye <laughs> all right but otherwise yeah yeah i can't say much more to that love you guys appreciate you like share for real hey i know you're like probably not even listening anymore because it's the end of the episode but i'm gonna see some crazy hey treasure I'm just trying to treasure stick, <laughs> stick around to the end and you get a special treat Anyway, uh, please like, share, comment. We, we do interact with those, and we're recommitted to interacting with those comments, so do it. I'm going to make sure we do. Um, love you guys. Uh, please, please support us. Consider that. Hey, stay, stay tuned. You should be getting an announcement soon about uh, Real Talk Live because we really are going to. That's right. This week, we're going to give it the time this week, so we're holding ourselves to that. That's right. Um, hey, if you enjoyed the show beyond just that and you're interested in sort of the message and, and we are whether you're even in the state. You can go to the Remnant Church of Whitley County. Type that in, and your your Facebook or your Instagram. And if you go to the Facebook, it'll lead anywhere. Or www.theremnant.life. Um, but if you go to that Facebook and give us a like and a follow and all those things, you'll get. You know, we try to put out encouraging things all the time. It's right. our church that supports this. So uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. I'm so excited to be, for being back. Uh, to be back. Forgive me for the grumpiness for the months past. I'm really committed to, to being me and not being so, so grumpy. So thank you guys for sticking around. I love you so much. You, you really are, you know, our pod squad. Pod squad? Our fam. I couldn't think of anything else. Fam, bam. So, hey, God loves you. Uh, you're never too far gone. He's waiting for you to come home. Have a great day. God bless you. <laughs>